Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. My name is John Magi, and I will be your host. And in this episode, we're going to talk about our most recent three-night Disney Dream Sailing on Disney Cruise Line. Uh, Very excited because everybody in the room went on that cruise, so we should have some really great input to share about that sailing. Um, Happy to be joined on the panel this week by our panel of experts, agent consultant for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Tracy Heinrichs. Hi, everyone. Agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kristen Turner. Hello, everyone. Client Services Manager for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Kevin Close. Hey, everybody. Chief Executive Officer for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Peter Werner. Hey, everybody. Uh, Agent for Dreams Unlimited Travel, Stacey Wood. What is it, trying to see how many times you can say Dreams Unlimited Travel in like five minutes? That's kind of the idea of the show. (laughs) I know. I think they'll get that everybody works for Dreams. Not working for Dreams Unlimited Travel, but our producer, Craig Williams. Hello. See how I got Dreams Unlimited Travel in there, mm-hmm. even though he doesn't really do it? <laughs> it's one giant commercial if you haven't figured it out. I'm, I'm here to judge your hosting. <laughs> what else is new? <laughs> 20 years of judging me. Oh, uh, okay. Hey, Donald. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, we did so good. We did. We got through two shows. And there we go. <laughs> All right. Again, a few weeks ago, um, we had a chance to go on the Disney Dream. We did a three-night cruise on the Disney Dream. We did our annual uh, travel agent training training on that uh, cruise. And uh, it was part land. We did an Animal Kingdom Lodge stay. And then we transitioned over to the Disney Dream for a three-night cruise. We had a great time. Just wanted you guys to know that you might hear us use the term FAM. During our conversation, that's just another word we use for our training, so don't get confused of it's what... It's short for familiarization trip. Right, it's an industry term, but I just don't want people to say, oh, now they're talking about a fam, and I thought this was something else. So that, this is uh, where the opportunity to take this cruise came in. Also, I want you to let you know that this is part one of a three-part series on our sailing on the Disney Dream, so we hope you stay tuned for all three parts. So let's get started. Um, so these, segment, uh, this, this, these shows are going to be longer than the cruise itself? They are. <laughs> three-night cruise, three segments. <laughs> Just so you know. You can unpack for these segments. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, you know, it's been a very, very long time since I personally have been on a Disney ship, but more importantly on the Dream. Uh, I believe the last time we were on the Dream was during its inauguration, wasn't it? I think so. I think oh, so. We Even did longer a podcast than that cruise on the Dream. On oh, we did a podcast cruise we on did the Dream. A po- we did a couple podcast cruises on the Dream. We did a five-night and a four-night, I think. So, But it's been a while. So memorable. It's, it's even been longer since we've done a three-night cruise. Yeah. So it was exciting for me to be on this cruise. I mean, I don't know about you, but I thought the ship looked beautiful. I thought the ship was incredible. That is never an issue for Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, the Those ships are maintained better than any other uh, any other uh, cruise line I've sailed on, anyway, the maintenance in those ships is constant. Whenever they're in port, they're always like you always see them like painting, and um, so I, I think the ships always look amazing. And this uh, the ship was had its maiden voyage in 2011, January of 2011. Mm-hmm. So Disney does a really good job of upkeep for these. Do you know ships. who the uh, godmother is? Uh, this is Mariah Carey. No, fantasy is Mariah Carey. Uh-huh. This is. How do you not know this? Uh, I, I, I'm Jennifer say, Hudson. Oh, Jennifer Hudson. Oh, what does Jennifer that mean? Hudson is the godmother what of the dream. What does that mean? What does godmother of a ship mean? Uh, they they uh, they always have a godmother that christens a ship when it, on its before its maiden voyage. Um, so Mariah Carey is the godmother of the of the fantasy, and uh, Jennifer Hudson. 
Hudson. Jennifer Hudson used to, per, to used to perform in one of the shows. She was. And that was her she was in the Hercules show. Yeah. She was in the right. Hercules show on Disney Cruise that Line. People that people still was, talk about it, Miss. Yeah. So there. There you go. A little bit of information there. there for you. There you go. <laughs> Well, I have more random information for you. Okay. More random than that? More random than that. If you're interested in doing a size comparison, the dream is about 40% <laughs> bigger than the magic and the wonder. Just, no. Size no. doesn't matter. <laughs> Sometimes size it matters. Does. Sometimes in cruise ships it does. I know my feelings are hurt. Um, <laughs> this is the ship that has the aqueduct on it, has the water slide. So this was a pioneering step for Disney, was the ship, was that uh, slide on the ship, and also the magic portholes in the inside staterooms. So Disney really, like, stepped it up when it well, came to Well, talk about what the magic portholes... I don't want to. ...are. These are um, sort of video screens inside your inside stateroom, rounded to look like a porthole, and they are showing video from outside the ship that's enhanced with Disney characters. So it's kind of an extra bonus for you to be inside a stateroom, but have the idea that you're looking outside. Are these still, in some cases, more popular than the outside? <laughs> it's, it's bizarre. D- it's Disney a little Cruise bizarre. Line. Disney's yeah. the only company that could figure yeah. out how to make an inside stateroom so popular that they're more expensive than the outside Sometimes staterooms. it happens. You know, with the way tiered pricing works. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, And some people will say, I want the magic bar. It's like, oh, I can get you an ocean view. Oh, no, I want that one. I can get you a real view of the ocean for a little bit less, or you can watch the nope. camera version of the ocean. Nope. nope and so it's it's only Disney. Yep. They did a great job. They actually, it's um, they've influenced other cruise lines. Right. Now, Royal Caribbean has what they call the virtual uh, balcony. Yep. So they actually have a full wall in their staterooms that are looking out. It's into, basically the size of a balcony, yeah. and you close curtains over it, and it's... Looking outside so from a live camera. Healing from Disney. Um, we got a little package to put together a video of a, the ship overview. What I'd like to do is play that. And for those of you who are familiar with our show, we will be talking over the video. There won't be music. So if you are listening, you don't have to worry about missing anything. Can be critiquing the, the style? Please do not critique the style. Why did you film this? I, no, Craig filmed it and I put it together and just don't critique me. I'm very fragile. Wait, Craig let, let you, let somebody else edit his video? Well, I sliced it into other stuff. and. Oh, so, uh, so he's been taking medication then. There okay. was a time crunch. Yeah, we had to do a little few things and sort of get our stuff done. Okay. But what I'm hoping is we can, uh, everybody who's been on the sailing, which is everybody in the room, I'd like you guys to share what you thought about the ship and the, the common the areas. Ocean. The common areas that the we first saw. thing you're going to see is the ocean. <laughs> oh, All right, man. let's run that video. So again, we did a three night cruise. It was great to have all of our agents on board, or most of our agents on board. It was a, I thought it was a great time. I had a great uh, cruise in general. Again, I was very very surprised. Forgotten how nice the Disney Dream is. Believe it or not, well, you forget in general with Disney ships. When you walk on these ships, you feel like you've reached a destination. It These ships are like no other. I've been on a lot of cruises. I like different cruise lines for different reasons. But there's something. There's a sense of arrival. There is. When you arrive on that Disney ship and you look at you know the lobbies and you start to see, especially for those of us who are Disney fans, you see the little hints of Disney, little hidden Mickeys in the railings. There's a lot of little things 
that it's just you're just reminded it just how it's just it's and it awe. is a remarkably elegant right ship. that's the word i was looking mm-hmm. for elegant um, it's true i mean they all are but i think the dream and the fantasy took mm-hmm. that to a whole new level they did uh, that elegance is is amazing. The ben- the nice thing is because it's a big ship, they have a benefit of space. So there seems to be a lot more common areas, bigger, expansive common areas where people can get together and can sort of, you know, enjoy each other's company. You know, when you go on a smaller ship, it's a little bit more confined. We get that question a lot too about you know it's a bigger ship. Am I going to feel like it's overcrowded? It is a bigger ship. There are more people, but there's more places for those people to be as well. Yeah. So I think it kind of balances it out. Yeah, it distributes. The, right. it, it does a good job distributing its crowds. Yeah. And again, you've got the aqueduct. This is the big thing. And if you watch the video, I think this might be Rhino going by now. No, that's not right. That's not right. But again, the first of its kind at sea, Disney pioneered. No? You didn't think that was Rhino in there? Could have been, sure. Didn't you hear the screaming? It's all rainbows. It's all jazz hands. And again, where else can you go? What cruise line can you go on where you just jump, you just bump into Mickey Mouse, right? All of a sudden, Mickey's just standing there doing nothing, hanging out. Um, what is the style of this ship? This is an Art Deco. Or is it Art Nouveau? Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's one of those. <laughs> I believe. I believe this is a Nouveau. I believe the magic is Art Deco, and the the wonder is Art Nouveau. That's correct. I don't and know I, that that was what what they were going for with these two. Though. Sort of a mix of the two, almost. I mean, yeah, you I sort don't of know got that, that, that has a specific style. Yeah. Sort of more of an old fashioned cruise ship feel to it. Very elegant. Light woods have been used. Um, the sort of brushed metal, so just a beautiful, beautiful experience. What else is unique outside of these ships? How they look from outside when you're looking at them. For years, cruise liners looked very nondescript on mm-hmm. the outside. Inside, you may come into this beautifully elegant, well-appointed ship, but the outsides were very right. nondescript. Right. Disney changed that. This is old news, but Disney was uh, had to go through the sea police <laughs> to get their lifeboats together. <laughs> That's you mean the, the Coast Guard? <laughs> the Sea Police, yeah. The that's, Sea Police, okay. That's Sting's other group. <laughs> Thank you, Sea Police, for your service. Um, sea Police. I couldn't think of the word. <laughs> so let's talk a little bit about the Disney Dream, where it goes, what's its itineraries and its ports of call. Uh, the Disney Dream is typically doing three and four night sailings out of Port Canaveral. So they are doing Nassau and Castaway Key. And then the difference on the four night is you get the sea day. And so that's typically... Now, there might be some variances through the year. Some, it might at some points do like a five-night where it's doing a double-dip at Castaway. There could be some variances on that, but I would say typically it's a three- and four-night out of Port right. Canaveral. Disney has positioned these ships, the fantasy to do a seven-night out of Port Canaveral, most their most popular cruise, and now the dream doing the three- and the four-night, um, giving people an opportunity if they want to do what they call a back-to-back cruise. They can book these and they can do put together a seven night if they really wanted and to. Why wouldn't they just do a seven night? A couple of reasons. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, believe it or not, the three and the four night back to back has been coming in cheaper. The seven nights are so popular that there's mm. limited availability, and so the tier pricing is raising so fast. Oh, of course. Yeah. So what's happening sometimes is the three and four night back to back is less money. More for, stops at Castaway, and Key. you get the two stops at Castaway Key. For mm. some, that's an appeal. You know, the flip side of that is you got to go to Nassau twice. <laughs> so yeah, everything's well, a trade-off. Yeah, stay on the ship. Yeah. So everything's ship. a trade-off. But that's some of the reasons why people do it. Honestly, Nassau Day is really a good day to stay on the ship. Yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of people have caught on to that. Because now when you're on the ship, 
and it's a Nassau day, you, it's not as deserted as it used to be. Yeah. It's, you used to have the ship to yourself. It was very well, quiet. Well, words, words gotten out. Yeah, words about, gotten out. About Nassau. Yeah. Uh, for, those, for those who don't know, Nassau is a slum. And it's <laughs> one of the worst. No, I'm sorry. It's, that's not fair. It's not. It is the worst port. In the Caribbean, um, you thought he was going to go the is, other way, didn't you? Yeah, totally it fine. is. It is. It is dirty. It is. The shopping is uh, awful. The only redeeming thing about Nassau is Paradise Island, um, but that means you have to endure one of these absolutely atrocious, frightening ca- uh, cab rides from the port over to Paradise Island. You may arrive al- alive. You may not. Um, but. Uh, Paradise Atlanta. Island really is the only redeeming thing about Nassau. If you're if you're going for shopping, do a seven night itinerary, and I would go to Cozumel before mm-hmm. I would go to Nassau. So the last time we were went, went to Paradise Island, we went to get in a taxi, and it was a, a limousine from like 1972. <laughs> And the ceiling liner, we had to hold the ceiling liner up so we could see out the windows. Yeah, we've been in those small little transit touristy van things. And we've been in some. And one time we were coming back, and the guy hit a parked car and he told us all to get out. <laughs> like, like crazy things. So this episode brought to you by the Bahamas Tourist Board. Exactly. <laughs> well, I'm just being honest. That, yeah. you know, if, if, it's, if, it's certainly not. But uh, the good news is, the good news is that the ship itself. Right. Is the destination here uh, and Castaway Key? Yeah. Castaway Key, for whatever may be wrong with Nassau, Castaway Key more than makes up for it. So, um, you know, there's that. People ask what to do in Nassau. What should I do? If you're inclined to get off, I say, you know, take a go to the beach. You know, there's. Um, you know, some people will go, we often will go to, we're taking a taxi because we're going to Atlantis and we're gambling at the casino. Um, but, you know, going over to Paradise Island where Atlantis is, where Pete was saying, you can get day rates at some of the hotels over there to do that and enjoy their beaches, which it is a nice area. Yeah. But this is not typically, you know, we often on a cruise will get off and just walk around port and do some shopping and see what's there. This, this well, is not a great I, area a lot, of, a lot of people will also take a room for the day at the Atlantis. Exactly. Because there's yeah. all sorts of uh, yeah. all, all sorts of really cool. They have know, basically a water park on their property. Exactly. Exactly. So the nice thing about three and four night itineraries, it's for people who maybe be might not have sailed before, cruised before, and are trying to get their feet wet, no pun intended. Trying to figure out, is a cruise right for them? People with limited vacation. Right. You know, the three-night cruise is over a weekend, so that might fit better into someone's schedule. The other thing is a lot of people are choosing these because of budget. Um, Disney Cruise Line is an expensive cruise. We've talked about that a lot. So for some people, they want the Disney experience, but a seven-night may be at a budget. So a four-night. I personally don't think the three-night is the right cruise to get your feet wet. I agree. I don't think a three-night gives you a really good indication of what a cruise feels like. Really? I think it does. I don't. A three-night vacation, a three-night cruise doesn't give you any chance. And let me also say this, too. Because of this ship and so much that there is to offer, I think it's very tough for people to really. And this is why why I say it. There's a couple reasons why I say it. The first one, I I get on there and I think about if I was a first-time cruiser, just you take a day just kind of figuring out how cruising works and so i'm an unpacker i unpack everything and then it's like two nights later i'm repacking and i feel like you don't get to see the best of disney until you have a day at sea with disney Mm. right so when you have a day at sea with disney there's more activities going on i find the three night doesn't have as many ship activities happening because they're relying on the ports people are out of port so there's I don't no downtime on a three-day right. cruise. I just don't think you get to see the best of what Disney offers 
on a three-night sail. I don't think there's enough time to get it all in. It gives you an idea. I almost think you're better if you've cruised before mm, to do the three-night. You night. might be right. Because you think about way back when you first cruised, right? And that's what I try to think about. If I had never cruised before yeah. and I get on here and I'm trying to figure out how does this rotational dining work? You know, we have people in the cabin beside us and they said, excuse me, can you please just tell me where am I supposed to eat? Like, I don't understand. The, so rotational dining is something completely mm. different. So you think the you got it. compass. Yeah. You sit down with that, and the first time you look at it, it's like, what is this? Right. So that's, that's the reasons I think about it. I understand why people choose it, and it certainly makes sense as well. But for me, if, I'm, if somebody's asking me and I'm giving my honest opinion, I really feel like it. Because I've had people come back from a three-night and say, you know, cruising is not for me. And I think I don't know that you got the full cruising experience. Well, you mentioned that um, you know Disney Cruise Line, you know, pricing mm-hmm. is an issue. These are not the cheapest cruises by any stretch of the imagination. And um, I, I've, I mean, I've cruised several times on Disney, but more recently, the last few years, it's been a lot more on Royal Caribbean, which is significantly less. And you know, and I love Royal Caribbean. And I think Royal Caribbean is a great product. And, you know, the more I was on Royal Caribbean, I was saying, you know, really, what's the, what's the justification on Disney? Then we did this sailing. I'm like, oh, that's right. Right. It reminds yeah. you. And that was how I felt. Because I've, right, I've done a lot of cruises and a lot of different ships between my last Disney cruise and this Disney cruise. And when you get back on and there's those tiny little things, we were on Castaway. Some of them not so tiny. No. I mean, and we were on Castaway. It's a tiny little example. We were on Castaway and it started raining. So we were waiting to board and, and to scan and we were wet. It was cold. There was an officer and another gentleman. Oh, I just said officer and a gentleman. <laughs> oh, there, <you> go. <laughs> there were two men waiting with a big barrel of warm towels warm towels wrapping yeah. them around us as we boarded so it's just little touches but you re- like the quality of the ships you just realize oh that's the disney difference mm-hmm. and it's everywhere yes it is everywhere at every part of the ship the level of service you know if, if you're like me and you remember the disney of old um and how service used to be at walt disney world i say used to be unfortunately but uh, that service is alive well and living on Disney Cruise Line now. And it's you see that everywhere, whether it's in the stateroom hosts or the uh, – uh, um, your, your, I mean, your cabin stewards, your, uh, your, your servers. Uh, anywhere you go on the ship, you, you find that, that level of service. And then again, there is just the quality of the ship itself, how beautiful everything is, how well-appointed everything is. Um, you know, then yeah, we talk about Castaway. You know, talk about little touches on Castaway Key. Castaway Key itself. Um, you know, I look at my last experience on Royal Caribbean's private island, and I think a Rhino referred to it as Section Eight housing um, uh, after seeing Castaway Key. So, um, you know, these are like I said. You know, after doing it, I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah, this is why. This is why it costs more. And is absolutely worth every single penny. Kristen and Stacy, have you guys sailed other cruise lines besides Disney? Are you no. I, yes, I have. Okay, so you, Kristen, you've only sailed Disney. Yes. Stacy, what have you been on? Royal Caribbean and Carnival way back in the day. Oh, Carnival. it was a college cruise. <laughs> I'll it. call it that. <laughs> and do you agree with what we're saying that you know, absolutely, Royal Caribbean is a great cruise line. We love it. It has more things for us to do as adults, the casino and things like that. But for some reason, getting on this ship, it was like, wow, 
Now I remember And I liked that I Disney. took the Royal Caribbean before I took the Disney cruise. Because then I really got to see the upgrades. Mm. Tremendous, tremendous mm-hmm. difference between the ships. Um, in addition to doing three and four night itineraries, obviously you can add pre and post days at Walt Disney World if you, you want to. Yeah. So Disney talks about land and sea packages. Um, we tend to, as agents, not book land and sea. Land and sea package doesn't really exist the way it used to. Does people, so people will still ask for them. We book your Walt Disney World stay directly with Walt Disney Travel Company. We don't book it through Disney Cruise Line. First of all, with Disney Cruise Line, they may have limited views. Usually it's a standard view room you're booking. Um, if you wanted anything other than that, it's a, it's a, it's a request. Um, when you're booking with Disney Cruise Line, you may not be getting the discounts that are available by booking through Walt Disney Travel Company. So it makes no difference to you how it's booked, but it could benefit you in the long run that we do these two things as two separate entities. Well, Disney, Disney Cruise Line is just considered another wholesale supplier exactly. for Disney World. They, even right. though it's all Disney, they are treated all as separate business units. So Disney Cruise Line literally goes and buys blocks of rooms right. um, from from Walt Disney World just the same way a, a wholesale supplier would. Right, and, just, and in much the same way that we would buy a block of rooms. Right. You know, so when you're buying a block of rooms, you're getting run of the house, you're not guaranteed, you know, bedding and room types and things like that. So we want to have, we want you to have more control of your vacation than that. So we will book your pre and post separate. Now, sometimes people, people always ask us, should I commit a day early? What time should I get in for my cruise? We really will recommend, if possible, you want to come in the night before. Absolutely. So Absolutely. whether or not you're adding a full stay and doing Disney World, um, you know, if you're arriving 9 o'clock at night the day before your cruise starts, you consider just staying at the Hyatt in the airport. You know, we can add that onto your cruise. Typically, but it's around you, 225. Don't you agree, though, that if you're going to do the land sea, oh, you do the land portion first? I yeah. think so. Sometimes it doesn't work out because what happens is the four night, like if you're doing a four night, yeah. it goes Monday to Monday to Friday. Right. Right. So sometimes it depends on how it works out. But I agree. If if yeah. time was not a factor or I didn't have to worry about dates, doing that busy Disney, right. you know, go, go, go vacation and then being able to get on the ship. Well, also just the um, the difference in you know when you're at World, you know even even if you're on the 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 the, uh, uh, the dining plan, um, you're still you're paying for those meals, right, and right. then when you get on the ship, yeah, it's just like Whoa. it's all free, it's all there, it's yes. like free food, and so and it's more relaxing, much and more so relaxing. If you've got your choice, you want to do the cruise stay at the end of your Walt Disney World stay, and the and the beauty of it is we can make that any length you want it to be. You know, for some people, it's a full week at Disney before they get on the cruise. For others, it's a couple days. Sometimes if somebody's coming in the day before but arriving in the morning, I'll say, why not go to Disney just for the day? Maybe you don't need to get a park ticket, but you can enjoy a character meal. You can stay at a resort. You can use Magical Express to get you there. Transfers will pick you up and take you to the ship. We can add those to Disney Cruise Line. So there's lots lots of options for that pre-stay, just depending on what your situation is. Just so you know, sometimes doctors aren't their own, their best, own best patients. We are not our own travel no, agents. No, I know. Are not always our own best we don't follow our own advice and when we just did this grease cruise we decided not to go in a day early and we came very close to missing our flight in atlanta we got on our plane with two minutes to spare before they closed the door and have if we had not made that flight we would have missed an 11 night cruise and had a very difficult time trying to uh, catch up up with with it later on so and all we kept saying is we tell people all the time book book a night pre-night book a pre-night why didn't we book a pre-night 
You got to do mm-hmm. it. And this is not just for three and four night sailings. You can add oh, a Walt no. Disney World Absolutely. stay. Absolutely. That's the beauty of it. Now, we can add it to anything. If you're doing a seven night, you know, we can certainly still do a pre and post at Walt Disney World. But the important thing to know is that land and sea with Disney Cruise Line doesn't necessarily exist the way it used to. And it's really better for you that we do these as two separate things. Mm. Exactly. Uh, as Pete mentioned, Disney has touches. They have gone above and beyond in a lot of categories for their cruises, uh, one of which is their staterooms. Biggest staterooms in the industry. Um, Again, we mentioned the Magic Porthole staterooms for inside. And um, just well-appointed and comfortable. And these new beddings are incredible. Mm. Beds are amazing. I I love cruising. Beds are not usually comfortable. We just got off the ship, and this bed was comfortable. I agree. Extraordinarily comfortable. We've got a little video. Let's play the video. Um, We've got some shots of three different stateroom types. And if Tracy wants to help me out here and talk us through some one of, what of we're the seeing. best one of the best advancement advances made with the dream and the fantasy is the height of the bed mm. off the floor that you can just kind of push your luggage, your luggage underneath. underneath. That now? was always always. We're gonna see challenge. that in one video. We're gonna see we can actually see when someone's luggage under the bed. And it makes for so much more storage in the room that you're not using up a a closet or a corner of the room. The other thing I think they get kudos for is finally realizing that you have to put outlets near the beds. Mm. You know, I mean, for how long were people running cords from that, you know, vanity across the way in order to get power by the bed? So let's run the video and see. Have Tracy help us out with um, describing what we're seeing in some of these state rooms. That's a hallway. This is not where you're going to sleep. (laughs) So this is the deluxe inside stateroom. The difference between the deluxe and the standard is that the deluxe is going to have that split bathroom. So that's going to be the two separate rooms for your bathroom, one with the the tub shower and the sink, and then the other with a toilet and a sink as well. This one that you're seeing here sleeps four, and that's the the bunk comes down over. The sofa underneath also makes a bed. So this stateroom would sleep four. But and there's not that all magic st- porthole. There's that magic porthole. Not all staterooms will sleep four. That's important to know. They will all sleep three. This is a deluxe uh, ocean, view. ocean view with veranda. So this will be um, different categories. It would take over again. This would come out and uh, make a bed. You've got your veranda there. And uh, this would also have the split bathroom that I had talked about. And then we're looking at the family ocean view. This is actually family ocean view with veranda. Uh, some may think that these look a little the same size as the Category 4s, but they're Category V. These are the ones that are giving you the concierge level. Um, and so the amenities in the room are a little upgraded. The room itself is a little fancier. You can see that you get the Elemis in there. Um, and you'll have access to the club-level lounge and the benefits of being a concierge guest in the Category V. So while it's the same size as that 4, it's, it's somewhat upgraded to be concierge and again five years old this ship and i think it looks as beautiful as a day oh yeah you know it came off of the manufacturing port but you know, i also think what do you call yeah, it manufacturing port where the, the sea police work yeah <laughs> where the sea police work the shipyard the shipyard that's it wow. i couldn't think of the name for it so um, you made fun of me sea police the sea police <laughs> We had a chance, uh, Kevin and I and Pete, we stayed in concierge-level rooms. The concierge on this ship is unbelievable. Unlike any cruise line anywhere, period. Um, the, the First of all, the concierge lounge mm-hmm. on this ship is absurd how beautiful it is. 
and the what they what they serve is phenomenal. I mean, really nice in the morning, uh, you know, breakfast items, uh, nice hors d'oeuvres and things at night. Um, it just it w- and and the concierge team, brilliant. I mean, it's a level of service. I don't no, I don't see at the resorts, and I certainly haven't seen on uh, on another cruise line. I agree. Also, I found the quality of the food there to be terrific. Outstanding. There were, there were a couple of nights where it was like, we don't even have to go to dinner. The food was so good in the concierge lounge. And I got to say, with the staterooms on the other end of the spectrum, <laughs> the inside staterooms. Oh, for those not at concierge? Yeah, yeah, for <laughs> Tell the us rest. what that's yeah, like, Tracy, For the other 99%. <laughs> So How are the accommodations in steerage? I heard they're quite nice on this ship. <laughs> on Disney, they are, actually. So the, that's the great thing about Disney. Like The inside staterooms on Disney really are almost the size of some balcony staterooms on other cruise lines. Mm-hmm. You know, And the fact that they all sleep three is a big deal. Uh, with other cruise lines, the majority of the staterooms sleep two. Getting triple and quad occupancy is really difficult to, go, to do. And try to get something that sleeps five. Whereas Disney has addressed that from the beginning. That that was a hole in cruising for families. Mm-hmm. So the fact that all staterooms will sleep three and then with an, a large number sleeping four and then more sleeping five. So, you know, just the stateroom itself. Often for us, we, we do really cruise in inside a lot. And for us, the size of that stateroom makes it so manageable. Whereas with other cruise lines, we often find ourselves having to upgrade size uh, or stateroom category only to get that size. I don't need a veranda. It's not something I use a lot, but I need the size of the stateroom. So it's really important to note just how advanced in the industry Disney is. And other ship, other cruise lines as they're building new ships are trying to catch up. But. And Disney's done some nice little touches. Like we saw the um, ottoman the, or the table in the stateroom. That opens up that storage Where as well. storage, yeah. So they've really thought about families. they thought about families' needs. I have a question for you guys. You guys, because we did this fam, we did this training, folks paired up. Not everybody was with their families. They actually had to share with another agent. Was that comfortable in the stateroom, or were you, like, creeped out? Was it too close? No, no. I was completely fine with it. Yeah. There's one issue with it on the newer ships, and it's going to be the same. No. (laughs) No, what happens is these beds don't split. Right. So what happens in these, when you're sharing with non-related people, um, now you've got somebody on the sofa. Whereas with a lot of other cruise lines and the way that the Disney staterooms used to be, these rooms were separated beds. That came together to make a large one. But I've heard those sofa beds. They are, are wonderful. Very they really yeah. were wonderful. And some people say that. That's it's for sure. Not yes. the, uh, it's, it's not like the pullout no, where no. you've got a bar in the middle. This not is at actually all. It's like a yes. bed underneath. And yeah, so what you see with that, with the back, the back kind of folds down funny and then it, it makes a single bed. So yeah. it is certainly more comfortable than, like, I don't want you to give you the idea that that's a pullout because it's not. It's it's a comfortable bed. You guys slept on, slept, on slept on the couch? You slept on the couch? I slept on the couch. And we were going to trade off. Yeah. And, and I, I told her no. I said we didn't need I to. Didn't this sleep is fine. I was going to say yeah. I well, slept on the couch. And it's only so much I, I can ask of you. <laughs> we had the same agreement. We were going to trade two, and I right. was like, it's not necessary. Also, the bathroom being split was nice. That you was know, the, yeah. That helps. We didn't that have makes a, a big difference. That. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, now, see, I like one bathroom. I don't, I don't like the split bathroom actually. Yeah. But that's my personal preference. With two people, it was nice though because we both were able to have. You know, our own little private place. And then the one bathroom you would have in your stateroom would be larger However, than the one bathroom. I think that's on. the one thing I like better about it. And I think that's it. the difference. You have one larger bathroom in the stateroom category you're in. We actually mm-hmm. had two bathrooms. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, I wasn't going there. I was talking <laughs> as I, you as you yeah. have. Right. I have traveled <laughs> where we've had I don't one know bathroom what mode and I've had a right? split bathroom. I like. I find the split bathroom. I'm a big guy. I find those split bathrooms just a little too confining. They so are. I like one big bathroom better. And, and, my th- and sometimes you you know you you desire entry bathroom versus master bathroom. You have choices. <laughs> Depending on you know how your Life's day went, you got to run right into oh, it. I think I'll go into entry bathroom now. Yeah, and see those of us in it inside decide stateroom bathroom or public bathroom. <laughs> Life's about choices. Stateroom bathroom or sink. Yeah. <laughs> lovely, just lovely. Anything else you want to say about staterooms? No, I think that covers it. We've talked a lot about staterooms and stuff uh, in even, other you know, venues. We were but... talking about the amenities in the concierge being the Elemis product, but in all the other, you know, in just regular staterooms, uh, it's the H two O spa product, it which is, is phenomenal. I was stuff. just going to say, I actually prefer the H two O product. Uh, I like the Elemis. I'm, I'm an Elemis <laughs> guy, but I love. I also use the H two O all the time. I mean, that's my go to shampoo, body wash, <laughs> conditioner. Um, so. You bring your own body wash. They only give you bar soap. Oh, all right. Yeah, sorry. So we're we're here to fill in the other half. <laughs> <laughs> However, I think this is all part of the reason why Disney is charging more and can charge more. Absolutely, it's these little things yep. like the H two O products and things like that. Also, main dining room, uh, dining room food. Uh, I know not everyone was a fan of everything that was served. Generally speaking, found the quality level a lot higher than I find in main dining on other cruise lines. Disney's not relying on the specialty dining restaurants to provide revenue Mm -hmm. like the other cruise lines do. So other cruise lines are doing more mainstream, basic main dining room options, hoping that you're going to go upgrade and pay to eat in all their specialties. Whereas with Disney, they really make the main dining rooms, the rotation, the focus. Yeah. and so I think that's really the difference. I had I, I really enjoyed my meals. I thought my meals were excellent. We're going to do so. dining and all that stuff in the next show. So I should stop talking exactly. about it. Exactly. No, I want to talk about dining now. All right. Go right ahead. We'll uh, cut it out. <laughs> really? Craig. Craig, edit it out. Um, the other great thing about Disney is that there's a lot of themed sailings. You're not just going on a cruise and you're doing the same cruise over and over again. We happened to get on and it was Halloween on the high seas is what they called it. Mm-hmm. And it was their answer to, you know, having a Halloween celebration, mostly for the kids. But I thought it was fun. I agree. I thought it was enjoyable. What did you guys do or think of the Halloween High Seas? First of all, it's decorated so cute and so well. Every porthole has a jack-o'-lantern, and uh, they have costume contests for hey, adults. Let's run the video while she's talking, because I think we can get a... Good. And then uh, they have... They have a Halloween party um, one night. It's the second night on this on the three three nine itinerary, and they have uh, trick or treating. With the characters are dressed up in costumes, and they also have little games that you can play. Um, the Halloween tree, which has a special story, and it changes every night. Uh, they have a meet and greet with uh, Nightmare Before Christmas people, which is very popular because those are hard characters to spot anywhere. Um, and those, that's kind of the overview of what you can do with the... There's another video that I couldn't get in there because it wasn't great, but it was actually Craig went and took a giant handful of that lady's candy. I was very embarrassed. <laughs> oh, they, Yeah, we all got bags of candy. We didn't have to be in costume or mm-hmm. anything. Yeah. I, what I think is that what's great is it seems to carry throughout the entire ship. This isn't just 
some cruise lines will do it and they'll have something in the middle of the ship one day and this is it and this is Halloween and you're done. It was the whole cruise and it was everywhere. What's up with Cleopatra here? He was was amazing. He was the... uh, he was the what do they call him? MC, like kind of. The, MC during yeah, the show. you know. So in the adult area, he was the host and stuff. Right. He was amazing. The he videos was, I saw, he was. I mean, dancing throughout these entire videos and going crazy. Yeah, he was nonstop like this the entire cruise. Mm-hmm. He's he's kind of the face of the cruise, mm-hmm. and he was incredible. <laughs> he got me to put on a bra. He did. Well, it's about well, time. Was it necessary? <laughs> 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 All right. And I guess there's a story there, but we're not going to do it. I just want to say one other thing. And about I have something. a video. He told you to put on a bra? <laughs> no, he, he got him to put on a bra. Oh. Craig, Craig yeah. got to do lots of fun stuff yeah. that night. All right, well, tell us about it then, now that you brought it up. I think we're out of time. <laughs> First of all, well, he's needed one for a while. <laughs> <laughs> there was this, this one, of the ad, one of the things they do in the adult district area is uh, what do they call that game? The is it Quest or is that Royal? Yeah. So it's no, something it was dream, something qu- quest. Dream, dream Quest. Dream Quest. And so you're in teams and you have challenges. And some of the members are like, you know, and he was our runner. So he maybe had to run up with lip gloss on. And he might have had to. Have what? With lip, lip gloss, gloss on. on. Yes. Or he might have had to run up wearing a woman's shoe. And maybe at some point he had to run up wearing a woman's bra. So was the bra from someone in your group? Yes. yes. Do we have pictures of this? We do. We do. We do, we do have videos. <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get more subscribers and we're leaving this off the show. This could have been um, our only opportunity. Yes. The, the bra did belong to one of the agents. <laughs> it did not fit him well. So... That's so it wasn't mine. <laughs> no, it was mine. Let's see. Who does that eliminate? Yeah, a small but mind agent. you, the bra had to come off of the agents before it thinking. went on to Craig. <laughs> I think this. Wow. Also, but it's Disney, though. So like, right. you have to think. So like, this all PG. sounds like on some cruise lines, this gets really yeah, raunchy. Gets really, right. Well, but this is Disney, and so it's really done in. It, well, it's, I would no, say good taste, good taste would be a stretch. I was say. But it's really, it's it is really still Family done in a respectful way. It was fun. He it won, was, and he was we, a great yeah. sport. Yeah, yeah he was, was so a great he really sport. was. This speaks to what Disney does in that it's not just about kids. I think people go on these cruises and they think I'm going to be so bored. It's going to be filled with kids. It's going to be all kids stuff. They think about the adults too. And we were a bunch of adults, and I got to tell you, acting like kids, we had a great time. I just want to say something about getting on the ship. We've gotten on other ships where you go into a big warehouse and there's a desk and you sign in. There's a sense of, we said this about getting on the ship, there's a sense of arrival at Port Canaveral at least, Mm. where you feel that you're embarking. There's a beautiful terminal, the people are friendly, it's well decorated. You actually feel like there's an event happening even getting on the ship where it's not just, as I said, a cold warehouse with temporary tables set up. This is... And they announce you mm-hmm. all on the love boat. Remember I, the love boat? I hate that? that. I hate that. It's like let me I, let me just walk on the ship without an announcement. I like it. I really want to give him. Fa- I think. I think. Are you? So, are you? Am I the only one surprised names. that he hates that? Part? I am so surprised that you hate that. We've given really. Fake, You're yeah. being sarcastic. No, no. I thought oh, you no. would enjoy having no. him announce that. Absolutely the dream not. welcomes no. Peter Werner. No, it's the Werner family. Oh, knock it off. Just let me get on the ship. 
<laughs> we give them fake names. Yes. We, 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 we have the dream team or something. Yeah. They asked us what we wanted. Cause we said dreams, unlimited travel. Yeah. yeah we and it announces through the whole. I'm going to start doing that. I'm going to start doing fake names. You yeah. should. Yeah. Fun. Have fun. Yeah. With that. People are very worried about what name they're going to be announced by. Well, you know, because I said, you can say anything you want when you get up there. Like, let us. like sometimes it's, you know, <laughs> if you have a, a child with you and sometimes families have different names and stuff. So they're concerned about that. It's like, you know. Princess Lisa, or whatever your kid's name is, Princess Jasmine, and her, you know, entourage. You can have fun with it. It's not. Yeah. It's certainly not something to stress you. We had fun. You with can it. be Gene Simmons. Oh. oh. <laughs> it's another. Back, there was give, story. Just to back up a minute. <laughs> We're not going to tell that story. We're going to back up a minute. What we're talking about it being announced on the ship is when you get to the door of the ship, someone in uh, Disney Cruise Line will ask you, "How would you like your family name?" To be announced, and they just say it over the speaker, and that's it. You just walk in, and it's over, and it's done. And you, but you can also say it's okay. I don't want an announcement. And then and there's and there's crew, there's staff right. members, or right. and they applaud when you as you walk on. Yeah, you've definitely arrived. Yeah, I think I think it's a great thing for families. I think I they get a kick out of it, and they feel special. And I agree with Kevin. I mean, there's we've been on cruise lines where you know you feel like your cargo getting on a ship. Disney Cruise Line makes it like an arrival. Sometimes you're not even sure you're at an entrance when you're getting on the ship. Or you, in some cruise lines, right? Like it's kind of like you do your whole check-in thing in the terminal, and then you're walking, and then it's like, well, this is the way I go, or right. that. Like whereas with Disney, you're walking into an entrance. Right. I, I, I like Royal Caribbean ships for lots of reasons. I'm not going to discuss them here. But when you enter the ship, you enter like in the middle of their shopping area, and you yeah. think in Disney, you enter the Grand Ballroom. You enter the main lobby. It's you know it's you're in the hotel lobby. It's beautiful. It's a different feeling. For anybody who's interested in Halloween on the high seas for 2017, do we know what dates yes. those are yet? Yes, they start the beginning of September, and it's different by ship. But Dream, it's nine two, and they go through nine two September second. Sorry, um, <laughs> and they go through October thirtieth. So, and that's in. That's later on the older ships. It's a lot later in September. So. The other thing they do at Christmas time is they do their very merry time cruises. Let's talk a little bit about that. Right. Yep. Yeah, these run um, from November 10th through December 24th, 2017. Um, and again, it varies by ship. They've got all kinds of things. They've got... Um, you know, special activities just for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. They've got Castaway Key decorated with different activities and things going on. Um, on board, you can find all kinds of different holiday differences. Um, tree lighting, a life-size gingerbread house, um, meet and greet with Santa. I think Mrs. Claus does cookies and milk on Christmas Eve, which is kind of neat. They also offer religious services, which was good to know on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. So, Excellent. Yeah. And again, you know, I don't want to bash another cruise line because, again, Kevin and I love Royal Caribbean. But we've been on a Royal Caribbean cruise at Christmas time, and it was the saddest thing ever. It felt like we were trying to flee Christmas. Right. They had a tree up. It and, was very expat uh, Christmas. It was just, and we thought, well, this is just doesn't feel right. I've got to go Disney back to ship. It feels incredible. I've got to go back to Halloween for a second, and I can't promise this. You're least. always a conversation behind. I'm moving ahead, actually. <laughs> Are you? Um, okay. I can't promise this will be on every ship, but there was a female cruise director on one of our ships at Halloween, and she dressed up as Cruella, and she had all of the staff dress up as Dalmatian puppies. So on just before Halloween, they walked through the ship, and it was great because 
That's it. That's a great story. <laughs> Awesome. And that was moving ahead. <laughs> you all don't support me. It was really, it was actually really. Well, you lost me at Sea Police. Yeah, sea Police, you're done. What was really cool about that was she did this thing where she came out in the lobby in her Cruella outfit and her whole Cruella makeup and the attitude, and she said, "Bring me puppies!" And all the staff ran out in their puppy outfits, and even oh. some of the kids were dressed up as Dalmatians. It was really, really a cool yeah. sort of visual that she did. So it's this sort of thing that they keep doing through the cruise. That's not just here's some candy, move along. Or at Christmas time, you know, they invest in it. They do. Right. There's a lot of investment yes. in the experience, in the guest experience, right. and it doesn't matter whether it's Halloween or not. You you feel that you see that in these cruises. And again, I think we want to keep saying this because we've talked about price so much hmm. about Disney cruises. Well, it's an issue. It's right? a real issue, and I think you know as Disney's become more successful, you know the prices prices go up, and. The disparity now between Disney and a lot of other cruise lines is so blatant that if, you know, we get this question a lot. We see it on disboards.com quite a bit. Um, Any place they're talking about Disney Cruise Line, this discussion is there. So I think it's important to point out that there's a reason for that. It's not just, you know, it's not apples to apples that we're comparing here. There, there are aspects of the Disney experience that are, you know, really justify this price difference so and the hard part about it is so many of those things are intangible they're not things you can put a dollar value on and people want you to do that clients want you to do a cost comparison and there's so many things you just can't put a value on the fast food area on the disney dream is better than it is on other ships no question gosh yeah for sure no question you know i think what happens is sometimes when you think about the price and we see the price and we see the price of these cruises and it's going up and it's going up. It's hard for us to justify and say, why is that happening? I think stepping on that ship was kind of a light bulb went off for me and said, this I is think why. For all of us that yeah. hadn't been on in a while. Yeah. Because a lot of us have been, you know, on Royal Caribbean a lot lately. We've been on other cruise lines. I'm doing another cruise line soon, actually. And there are advantages to that. And I'm at a stage in my life where other cruise lines kind of fit a different need for me. The twilight years. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And But now, you know, when I get back on that Disney ship, it's like, oh, yeah, that's why. Mm. Now, and that being said, I it's still not 100% for me just because of different things I'm interested in. I always think if I could take a Royal Caribbean ship and a Disney ship and cram them together, yeah. I could have the perfect ship for us. Right. I, Disney has a movie theater. Yes. I mm-hmm. love that. Yeah. That and we'll, other ships don't have. And I think that's awesome when you're on a seven-day cruise because, you know, yeah. there's something to do in the evening that, that mm-hmm. not, does not involve mediocre dancing. Right. Or Craig wearing a bra. Well, um, that I'm not going to even think about. So I know you want to talk a little bit about the internet and the app. Yeah, we had, uh, cause that's a little, you know, people want to know what's, how am I staying in touch? And so this was my first time sailing with Disney since the new app was fully functional with the onboard Wi-Fi. We loved it for all of us to keep track of each other mm-hmm. and to stay in touch. Um, you know, you download the app before you sail and we were able to chat through this app. It's done through the ship Wi-Fi. To use that, you don't necessarily need a Wi-Fi package. That's done through the ship Wi-Fi. We had talked about that previously with Royal Caribbean as well. But this functioned really well. Really did. So we didn't mm-hmm. have to use the wave. The wave phones are still there as an option for people who aren't bringing smartphones on board. Um, but with do we want to explain what a wave phone? Yes, is? please. So 
Or you want you? No, oh, you want me to? Ahead. Okay. So the way phone, these are just r- phones in the room. These are two cordless phones that you can tr- you can use to call around the ship or call other staterooms. You can keep and them speak with to you. Each other. You can keep them with you as you're going around exactly, the ship. So basically, it's an extension of your stateroom phone, basically. Right. That's exactly. And right. each one has its own code, and it's displayed on the on the screen. So you give somebody that. So you can call my my wave phone at this number, and they dial that number from their stateroom or from their wave phone. And your wave phone will yeah. ring. And you can text with that, but it's the old-fashioned texting yeah, with the flip phones <laughs> where it's the number. Yeah, no, it's not. So texting with that, you you want to call. Um, so th- that is still there as an option, but this app has chat. And also the Navigator, which is their their personal you know guide to what's happening every day, this is on the app as well. And we loved – you could search – by you know, we were just looking for adult stuff. If right. we could search dining menus, we want to see what was open. So everything was right there. And most of us are carrying, you know, a phone around with us anyway. So to have it right there at our fingertips, I thought the app was really well done. And this app and only this app only works on the ship and with ship Wi-Fi. So right. when you right. get home, you're not going to be able to right. see things, see it, see any of that stuff. Right. But uh, and no. before you go, there's some you know kind of things on it to get you a little bit excited about what's coming. But it doesn't have full functionality until you're on board. Right. Now they do have Wi-Fi packages on board, and things will vary depending on how much you need. For us, we each had it was a thousand meg was that package, and it was about eighty nine dollars a stateroom. And so I think some agents in the end of three nights ran out. But you have to remember, we were probably using it in a way that most families wouldn't. Right. So we were two agents who were still working. Uh, keeping in touch with with clients and Disney and doing all of that, and also because we were traveling um, as coworkers and colleagues, we were still trying to keep in touch with our families at home. So I think we probably use that internet in ways that most people wouldn't. But I would feel if I was on if it, my husband and son were with me and I wasn't working, that thousand meg would have been more yeah, than enough. more than plenty. There's tricks to keeping that down. You know, you turn off the push notifications and right, all that stuff sure. on your mm-hmm. phone. Um, we talked really briefly on a previous show comparing the Royal Caribbean app to Disney's app. Disney's app is far and above than the Royal Caribbean one. Um, again, what Tracy mentioned, things like ship schematics, um, in-room dining menus, they really, really stepped it up for this app. So that was really cool. Um, all right. So before we close out, I think one of the things we really need to talk about that sets Disney Cruise Line apart from any other cruise line is Castaway Key. Mm. This is really, I mean... It's the thing that everybody wants to go to, and I really think it's a big draw for Disney, is that their private island, Castaway Key. So let's talk a little bit about our experience. It's the Caribbean island in your dreams, right? Mm-hmm. as opposed to the Caribbean island in reality. It's what you want a Caribbean island to be, but they rarely are. Right. You know, Disney has taken this island and made it into the sort of pristine oasis you know, is the best mm-hmm. way I can put it. It still feels natural. It feels like it's an island, but they've added amenities to it and cleaned it up. I guess the best thing I can way it's been I can sanitized say it. for your protection. It sure has. Right. What about you guys? What do you think of Castaway King? We, I mean, I've been several times. I love it. It's we're not beach people. We talk about it when we talk about a Lonnie vacation, but it's one of the only two places in the world <laughs> where mm-hmm. I will spend some time on a beach. Mm-hmm. And so, Me too. yeah, and it's just, you still have the Disney service. Yeah. You still have, I, you know? Yeah. I was, I was just amazed that so much was offered out on the island. I mean, it was almost like the ship moved right. over to the island. You know, you've got the kids areas and the teen area and the adult beach and you can have spa services out there. And, you know, so 
cookies is out there for food. So they're bringing food out to the island. There's bars where you can cozy up and have a drink. And, you know, so it's really, that's a good way to put it. It's really an extension of the ship. They're bringing that service and that those activities and everything out to the island. Mm-hmm. I was really excited because I got to see the adult area, and I don't typically because I have my kids with me. Because you have seven kids under two. <laughs> seven kids under two. 41 children. <laughs> and so um, there's all sorts of other excursions that you can book on there, too. You, there's the fishing, the snorkeling. You can rent a bike. You can rent floaties. There's um, a splash zone for the the kids and slides and just pretty much anything you can imagine that you can do on a beach you can and do you there. Can still book excursions like you can do like a stingray adventure you can do parasailing oh, yeah. i think they're still doing jet skis, jet skis yep. so like there's there's really something for everybody you can decide to do nothing and take a book and sit on a chair or you can be as busy as you want to be we always uh, we usually run cabanas mm-hmm. uh, we'll get a cabana on the and those are amazing those are the, like really nice cabanas the cabanas uh, are on a private beach, so it's just you and the other cabana people, um, which is really nice. So just kind of have this plot of beach to yourself, and um, you get to watch uh, Craig uh, fully clothed in the water. Yeah. That, um, that was fun. That was fun. It was enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, a little button. Push a button. Someone comes out and brings you stuff. Mm-hmm. Love that part. Not fast enough. <laughs> right. I want them to be like under the cabana. <laughs> I've told. I keep telling these guys I want a button installed in my office so that it goes off here in the. But now I have a bell. <laughs> there you go. That I ring. Well, you think you know this? What great thing I like about the cabana as well. I, I've done it in Alani and I hadn't done it at Castaway. This was my first experience. Um, you have this because I'm not a beach person. I have this inside place to be. If I need to, I can take, I can go out and I can sit on the beach. I can enjoy the ocean, but I can come in and there's a fan and it's open and I can have a beautiful, beautiful view. There's a refrigerator. They, they stock it with drinks and there's some snacks in there and there's this. So it's just, it gives it a level of civilization. Almost. There's a sofa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a versus. civilized way to go to the beach. <laughs> it is very civilized. For us anti-beach people. Right. It's true. Um, on our trip, we had a rainstorm on Castaway Cay. <laughs> And we don't know why, but everybody went in. For after the first one. The second one was pretty hard and people had to go back to the ship. But after that first sort of rainstorm, people fled. And we went out and it was like empty. There wasn't a soul on Castaway Key. It was incredible. When the second one hit, we were still yeah, in the it. cabana and we had to push the button like really fast three or four times because we couldn't get the doors closed. And we were like it was like it was a monsoon. The guys who live in like Florida recognize when a storm <laughs> yeah, I know, is coming. I know. We were yeah. already on the ship. Yeah. The Canadian, the girl from Indiana, the oh, girl from stayed. the UK. We were all I, 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 we stayed in the cabana and you know closed everything up. I got to tell you, it was very very cool. It was yeah. really it was that's not their experience. They were talking like it was Gilligan's Island. What would you say, Craig? You were yep. there. It was uh, it was very nice. So once we got everything closed, it was it yeah. was one and of a kind we thing. We couldn't get it closed. We couldn't get the doors closed. So that gentleman that was helping us, he came out in his poncho, which did not help. It was a monsoon. And he got it all closed up for us, and we felt a little better after that happened. Again, the Florida boys looked at this guy and said, oh, yeah, this is coming. Get out. (laughs) Yeah. Didn't tell the rest of us. The scorch marks on the floor should have told you. (laughs) But it was... It's a really neat experience. And they have them on the family beach. They also have some over in Serenity Bay, the adult-only area. They have one grand cabana that actually takes 16 people. Um, so they've got a few different options. And people are really trying to book those. It's really hard to book a cabana in advance 
typically your concierge or you're a platinum castaway. And we'll talk more later about what all that means, but you, you really have to book them ahead, but you know, you think about it. These were booked, I believe on that cruise. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think what happens is, is because Disney doesn't require you to pay up front, like some other cruise lines do people book them. Mm-hmm. And then as it gets closer, the reality of the cost sets in, and then they're these are not less. inexpensive. These, these are, are not, not cheap. inexpensive. And so what happens is, I think as, as it gets closer, people start to realize maybe they don't want that expense and they cancel or they cancel once they get on board and realize there's other ways that they want to spend their time. I didn't notice, but so. if everybody had one, but out in front of our cabana, we had a hammock. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they all had hammocks. Shower outside mm-hmm. to yeah. get the sand off, off of you. So it's a, it's a really nice way to spend a day. However, They've do also not- done something really nice. At least in the ones we were in, they've put in a new restroom. At one time, I would have told you that some of the cabanas lacked access to a restroom. Oh, so yeah, not in the cabana, but not in the cabana, yeah. but very close to all of them. That was new to me. The last time there, we were kind of far from one, and, and they've seemed to have added one. Because I didn't see a restroom in that cabana, and I was really worried about where he was using. The <laughs> there's a whole ocean. <laughs> yeah, really, the ocean is my bad. Yeah, but they did. They put in like, there's because there's a new kind of a section with cabanas where we were, and they put in really nice new bathrooms. They were really close to where we were. It was Great. really. Well done. So again, Castaway Key, one of the big perks of of cruising Disney Cruise Line for sure, and and that's why people, a lot of people, do the back to back. And you say that's you know early on, Pete said, why don't you just book a seven night cruise? This is a big reason. Some people are choosing the three and four nights back to back. So, all right, so that'll do it for this episode. We've got a whole bunch of other stuff we want to cover, but we're going to do that in a separate episode coming up next week. Uh, thank you guys very much for participating in our conversation. Thank you, everybody at home, for listening and watching. We hope you have a great week, and we hope you have a great vacation.